it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We are less than three weeks away from WrestleMania. And tonight, not a great Raw show. Not one of the better episodes of Monday Night Raw. We had a fun main event. It was a street fight between Kevin Owens and Solo Sokoa. And we had a terrific promo by Cody Rhodes putting over the importance of his upcoming championship match at WrestleMania on night two against Roman Reigns. And those were really the only two bright spots on the entire show. Two on a three-hour show. That is not good. But Cody Rhodes was one of the highlights tonight. He had a match with LA Knight. Actually had what I thought was a pretty good match. And when the match was over, Cody got on the microphone and he talked about Roman Reigns. And he delivered this passionate promo, as much fire as I've seen out of him really in any promo since he's come back to the company. This was the classic babyface, fiery promo heading into the big championship match. And he said, Roman, I acknowledge you, but damn it, you're going to acknowledge me. And he talked about why it's important for him to go to WrestleMania and become the undisputed champion. Not one mention of Dusty Rhodes in the promo tonight. What are people going to complain about? Not one Dusty mention, but I thought it was a tremendous promo. We also had our first face-to-face, or face-to-chest, I guess you would say, in the middle of the ring with Brock Lesnar and Omos. This was a segment where if you got up to go grab a snack and then came back in, you may have missed the entire segment. And maybe that's, frankly, the best way for this to be, because how long should these segments really be between these two? It's not like they're out there as uh, master promo people. But we did get the face-to-face, and one very hilarious aspect of this segment between these two, because they didn't have much to do, but the one thing that they were supposed to do, they messed up. They botched the spot. They had one job. Couldn't quite get it right. Probably not a good omen for the actual match coming up at WrestleMania. We had the first Hell in a Cell announcement in many, many years tonight for WrestleMania because Edge challenged Finn Balor not only to a WrestleMania match, but he challenged him to a Hell in a Cell match, the first such Hell in a Cell match at a WrestleMania in seven years. You would have to go all the way back to Dallas when The Undertaker and Shane McMahon stepped into the ring. The last time we saw Hell in a Cell busted out at WrestleMania, we're getting another one this year. And there was a little tease from Finn Balor in his promo about what version of himself we might be seeing, oh boy, uh, at WrestleMania. The terrible, I'll just say it, the terrible build continues to the Raw Women's Championship match of WrestleMania between Bianca Belair and Asuka. I'm sorry it needs to be said, this sucks. What they have done with with these women, these segments that they're doing on television, the mind games or whatever you want to call it, it, it's shit. It's garbage. And uh, this is, I, I don't doubt that these two will go out there and have a very good match on the show. Uh, but as far as trying to get me interested or, or trying to put together some kind of story involving Bianca Belair and Asuka, they have failed. Triple H has failed so far. Whatever they're doing with these two is terrible. And it was more of the same tonight. 
We had Rey Mysterio on the show. Big Hall of Fame announcement on SmackDown last week. Rey Mysterio going into the Hall uh, here this week. Dominic was on the show as well. We had another in-ring segment with Dominic and his dad that ended with Dominic challenging Rey to a match at WrestleMania, and Rey Mysterio gave the same answer that he has been giving now for many weeks. He told his son no, which is probably why his son doesn't like him in the first place. No son likes it when their father says no. So once again, he said, I will not fight you. There will be no match at WrestleMania. Of course, we know there will be a a match at WrestleMania, but uh, they're still dragging this out. But this was the first formal challenge that Dominic has thrown out to his dad for a match at WrestleMania. Now, we all know Rey Mysterio is going into the Hall of Fame this year. He was the first inductee announced. WWE announced tonight that this Wednesday, Ric Flair is going to be appearing on The Bump. And on The Bump, Ric Flair will be announcing the next inductee into the class of 2023. I am so hoping it is Dutch Mantel going into the Hall of Fame. How great would that be? How great would that be? Don't even tell him who it's going to be. Wait until right before he comes out onto the set and then spring it on him and say, you get to make the announcement that old Dirty Dutch is going into the Hall of Fame this year. Oh, to be a fly on the wall if that were to happen. Oh, I would love that. How poetic would that, after this past week, how poetic would that be if Ric Flair has to go live on the bump to announce that Dutch Mantel is going into the Hall of Fame this year? I love it. I am the Solid Monster. This is your WWE Monday Night Raw review for Monday, March 13th, 2023. This Sunday coming up is going to be the 800th episode. Episode 800 of the Solid Monster Sounds Off, which is going to be the same, you know, normal episode that you've come to expect over these past 15-plus years, but I just wanted to point it out and say thank you to everybody who has uh, stuck with me. we got a lot of people who listen to the flagship show who have been with me since day one, and right from episode one, which you can listen to right now if you are a Legends-tier member here on YouTube. Uh, it's up in the archives. But episode 800, coming up this Sunday, and we'll be covering all the news of the week. And uh, I hope that you guys will join me for that. So that's going to be cool. Hard to believe. 800. We got to talk about Bray Wyatt. We got to talk about Bray Wyatt. Bray Wyatt was not on the show tonight. Bray Wyatt may not be on the show, actually, for a while. We don't know. But there was a lot of Bray Wyatt news going around today. And there's also a lot of misinformation out there and a lot of confusion about what his status is as far as WrestleMania and rumors going around. And and Bray, Bray has been missing now for a few weeks. We have not seen Bray on television now for a few weeks, and it appears that his WrestleMania program with Bobby Lashley, at the very least, may be on hold, and at worst, it's possible that his uh, program with Bobby Lashley may already be over. There may very well not be a match with Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania. Uh, Bray missed a scheduled appearance last night. There was a live event at Madison Square Garden here in New York. I, I was not at the show. Uh, Although I always seem to know a few people who go to the show. Bray was advertised for the show. And he was not there. I think Omos was actually advertised as well, but he wasn't on the show either. I think they uh, sent him directly to wherever wherever Raw was tonight. 
But Bray was supposed to be on the show last night, and you have to imagine there were people there who were hoping to see him, and there, I don't know that there was any announcement made or anything, but no Bray Wyatt. And that got a lot of people talking because Bray has not wrestled a single match all month. We're almost midway into the month of March. He's not wrestled at all this month. But what really got people talking was Ryan Frederick of the Wrestling Observer posted something, posted a comment on the F4W message board earlier today. And I want to read this to you right now. This was not a news item, by the way, posted as a news item on the Observer site. This was something that Frederick, who has written for the website, and I think he, I believe he does MMA coverage for the Observer. So I'm not quite sure why all of a sudden he's been chiming in on these uh, wrestling stories. But this is what he posted on the F4W message board. Probably scooping Sean Ross Sapp's story, but I have heard that Bray is out indefinitely and not on the Mania card due to creative issues. And that led to all kinds of stories and rumors today that Bray is having creative disagreements with WWE management and Triple H and that he has walked out, which is why he wasn't at Madison Square Garden last night, right? All these rumors going around. I I will point out to you, it should be noted that Ryan Frederick does not have a great track record when it comes to these things. He was the one who posted, I believe it was on a Discord server, uh, but he was the one who posted that Hangman Adam Page was originally going to go over at the AEW Double or Nothing show last year in his match with CM Punk. But then he cut that workers' rights promo, and Punk was the one who got the result changed, and Tony Khan flew all the way to Los Angeles. He flew to Punk's house. He was sitting on Punk's porch. The two of them were sitting on the porch. They were booking out the rest of the summer as far as storylines for AEW you know, involving Punk and the championship, none of which involved Hangman Page, right? So this is what he said uh, at that time, which just, if you think about it, is just ridiculous. And no, that did not happen. By the way, he's also the one who reported uh, some number of months ago that the Young Bucks had sent feelers or had reached out in some way to WWE to gauge the company's interest in them, which Dave Meltzer, who runs the very website, by the way, that Frederick writes for, Dave Meltzer was the one who chimed in and debunked that and said that that is not true. So, again, we need to consider the source here. Some people hear things and they just run with it as if it's a fact. It is not. And you need to take the source into consideration. Uh, This was posted on a message board. And somehow people on social media took it and they they took it and they treated it as gospel, as as the gospel truth. And that Bray Wyatt has walked out on WWE due to uh, creative issues. When in reality, that has not been reported by anyone reputable and has literally never been reported as an actual news item on a news website. It was a comment on a message board. So again, I, I just, everything has to be put into perspective here. And people need to calm down. When you have people ranting and raving about, oh my God, there's you know a creative walkout or it's Vince McMahon or all this other all this other shit, you're going to hear a lot of shit being thrown around. Take a breath and calm down. We don't know what we don't know when it comes to the Bray Wyatt stuff. Now, Sean Ross Sapp, who I do consider to be a, a reliable source, he chimed in about this on Fightful, and he reported that Bray missed the MSG show due to what 
he was told was a, quote, physical issue. And it was not noted what the problem is, but that WWE has been working around the issue, whatever it is, and they are not sure on a return timetable for him. And the report says there had been rumors that Wyatt had walked out due to creative issues, but thus far we have not gained any information that would confirm that and have not been told that from anybody in the company. Now, Bobby Lashley tweeted something at about 6.30 this evening, 90 minutes before Raw went on the air. He posted a picture of himself backstage. I don't know where, where or when, but this is what he tweeted. I've worked too hard to be denied. I will be ready to fight on the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania. I don't care who it is. Somebody will feel the wrath of the Almighty. Now, you read that tweet, and the implication is that he's going to be wrestling somebody else at WrestleMania. I mean, that, that's initially when I saw that tweet. That's how I read it. He also, though, can be leaning into all of the news and the rumors that have been going around all day long. So, again, we don't know. He could be leaning into it and feeding into this uh, stuff just to get people talking, or it could be a case where, indeed, uh, he's going to be wrestling somebody else at WrestleMania. Bray was working house show matches last month. He was working house show matches and beating L.A. night, night after night after night. And then all of a sudden, at the end of February, no more matches. And as I said before, he has not had a single match in the month of March so far. So I don't know what's going on with his health. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's an illness. I've pointed out the knee brace that he's been wearing ever since he came back. Still has that knee brace on. He had the broken finger or the dislocated finger, whatever the nature of the finger injury was. That was several weeks ago. That was a while back. That's not going to keep him out. You know, a, a wonky finger is not going to keep Bray Wyatt out for, for weeks and weeks and possibly out of WrestleMania. That's not what this is. Now, I know, and I, I already see him in the chat. We had Bliss Fan. Bliss Fan was in the chat before uh, going off and claiming Bray has COVID, and a friend of his who would know told him that Bray has uh, COVID. I don't know who your friend is. I had a friend a number of years ago who swore to me that he saw Rowdy Roddy Piper in a restaurant in New York. This was three years after Piper died. He ain't my friend no more. So I don't know who your friend is. I don't know where you're getting your information from, but until I hear it from a source that I can trust that's reliable, let's not be going around spreading that shit. So that's, again, final warning on that. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with Bray. We don't know for sure. If he is back on SmackDown this week, then we'll know he's okay and he'll be at WrestleMania. We'll have to wait until Friday to find out. If we see Bray, if we see Uncle Howdy, then we have to assume things are okay. But the reality is this, when it comes to Bray Wyatt, all right, and the Bray Wyatt stuff. Here's the deal with Bray Wyatt. Outside of those first couple of months, when he came back and there was all of this excitement about him being back in the company, and had people, you know, talking about him and where the story is going. And he had that cool new entrance and the new music. And it was kind of like a fresh coat of paint on the character. And the thing I really liked about the Bray stuff, at the beginning when Bray first came back, we were getting the realest version of Bray Wyatt that we've ever had. He literally came out on TV and said, this is me. You're getting the real me for the first time. And I thought, okay, well, that's unique. That's, a, that's certainly a different version of Bray Wyatt that we haven't seen before. 
I don't know what happened to that version of Bray Wyatt. That version of Bray Wyatt went on the back burner. And those rare occasions when we do get to see him on television, and they are rare, nothing happens. Nothing happens. Here we are in March. He came back in October. And the first couple of months, there was hope and there was optimism, and I was kind of, my, my curiosity was piqued. But I will tell you that ever since then, Bray Wyatt's return has been completely underwhelming. It has been a total and complete letdown in these last few months. Heading into that pitch black match, coming out of the pitch black match, the pitch black match itself, it's just been nothing but shit ever since. And that's a shame. Because I was genuinely interested and I was genuinely curious to see what direction this character was going to be taken in. And now, I don't, have, I don't really have any interest in finding out, frankly, where this is all going. I don't know. They've lost me. And Bobby Lashley, heading into WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley deserves better. Whether he now has no opponent or if he is still wrestling Bray, whatever the case may be, uh, because, look, we only have less than three weeks left anyway. Even if Bray is still on the WrestleMania card, what could they possibly do in these next three weeks to really heat up this feud and heat up this match? I feel like it's already a lost cause. Bobby Lashley deserves better than that. Sap, by the way, is reporting. Actually, before I even get to that part, let's talk about what happens if Bray is off WrestleMania. Let's assume that that's the case. Let's say Bray Wyatt has some sort of health issue going on. He's not going to be cleared or able to make it to WrestleMania. What then? What do you do then? To me, the solution is actually very simple. The solution is you add Bobby Lashley to the tri- and make it a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar, Omos, and Bobby Lashley. Because Bobby Lashley already has history with Brock. He's got history with Omos. You've got the MVP connection in there. You can work that match any way you want as far as the finish. Hurt business, no hurt business. That would be the natural solution to this issue if Bray cannot go at WrestleMania. But the the Bray Wyatt situation is just puzzling to me. How we see these segments on television and nothing ever happens. There's no real forward movement with the Uncle Howdy stuff. It's the same shit week after week. If there's some sort of injury issue, if there's some sort of health issue going on, maybe that would explain it. I'm trying to rack my brain trying to figure it out myself because I don't see how you can watch this. And Bray's all about story and creativity. How can you watch what has been going on over these last couple of months and say that this is any good? It's not. He might move merch, but this run has been a disaster so far. So if Bobby Lashley ends up having no match, that's what I would do. And you make it a triple threat match. Frankly, it might make that match better if you add Bobby to it anyway. Makes it a little more interesting. And there you go. We'll, we'll find out on Friday. If Bray is back on the show Friday, then I guess we're getting Bray and Bobby. But that's the update on Bray Wyatt. As far as this creative issues and walking out, I would not believe any of that stuff until somebody actually reputable reports that. And that has not happened so far. So don't let the rumors and, and all that speculation get the better of you. Now, I will mention one other thing here. I mentioned LA Knight a moment ago. Sean Ross Sapp is reporting the WWE is still making pitches. Believe it or not, we're less than three weeks away from WrestleMania, and he the pitches are still coming in to Stone Cold Steve Austin. They are trying everything they can to get Stone Cold Steve Austin, whether it's in a match or just some sort of appearance. 
on the card at WrestleMania this year. Austin has kept himself in tremendous shape. If you have been following him on Instagram, he is said to be, and he looks to be, in fighting shape. He looks to be in ring shape. If he wanted to get in the ring and get physical and do something, he certainly could do it. Uh, But one of the pitches that has been made, one of the many pitches, involves L.A. Knight. And what did I say months ago? Before anybody was even mentioning the name, I mentioned Austin and L.A. Knight, it's a natural thing to do. Yeah, L.A. Knight is not a Roman Reigns or a Brock Lesnar. But there's a lot of potential there if you wanted to do something and build it up on television between Austin and L.A. Knight. Now, at this point, we're so late in the game here, I don't know that they would be promoting this on television, to be honest with you. It doesn't have to be an actual formal match. Kick, wham, stunner, we all know how that's going to end. Uh, It looks like that idea, though, is not totally dead. So let's uh, keep an eye on that and see what L.A. Knight ends up doing. He deserves to be on the card. Like Bobby Lashley. You can find a spot. Two nights of WrestleMania. Certainly you can find a spot on the card somewhere for L.A. Knight. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. I'm here to tell you about Bowl and Branch sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowl and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. They're made from the rarest organic cotton and designed to get even softer over time. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee, plus 15% off your first order with code INCREDIBLE. So head to bollandbranch.com today. Exclusions apply. See site for details. So let's talk about Raw. Raw tonight uh, opened with Edge coming to the ring and calling out Finn Balor, uh, who showed up on stage with the Judgment Day. Uh, Edge told him, you wanted a match with me at WrestleMania? Well, guess what? You got your match at WrestleMania. He said he's wasted the last year of his career on all of them, all the members of the Judgment Day. He says the year before that, he wrestled in front of a bunch of screens inside the Thunderdome. Don't remind me. His time is running out. I mean, he was cutting a promo here like he knew that he ain't going to be doing this for much longer. Said, I don't have time to play around. At Extreme Rules, Finn Balor made him say, I quit. And still, they bashed in Beth Phoenix's skull with a concerto. For the last year, you have tried to make my life a living hell. And a lot of the time, you've accomplished that. So the way I see it, there's only one way this can end. At WrestleMania. Edge versus Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell. And Balor said that he's been to Hell before. Hell spit him out because Hell could not handle his demons. And uh, then he accepted his challenge, and then he sent the Judgment Day to the ring to beat him up. Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, and Candice LeRae all ran down to the ring to fight them off until they cut to a commercial with Corey Graves in mid-sentence. They wouldn't even let Corey finish his thought, and they cut to commercial. So there it is, the Hell in a Cell match. This was rumored months ago for the Royal Rumble. It was going to be Edge and Finn Balor in San Antonio and Hell in a Cell. Edge was off filming a Disney Plus show. He wasn't able to do it. 
And so now we're uh, getting it at WrestleMania. And as I said before, the first WrestleMania Hell in a Cell match since Undertaker and Shane McMahon in Dallas back in 2016. Uh, Note the Demon Tease by Finn Balor. That was not an accident that he used that uh, verbiage there. The Demon, to me, it's weird because the Demon is a total... I, I mean, look, it's a Demon, but in WWE and NXT, the Demon is a babyface gimmick, right? The people used to go nuts for seeing the Demon entrance and the Demon you know, body paint and the face paint and everything. So it would be weird for him to be a heel and to bring in the demon because I think it would almost get him, it would get him cheered, I think, by a lot of people. Uh, But to me, the demon died against Roman Reigns, so it doesn't matter to me. No matter what, whenever I see the demon from here on out, if they ever bring the demon back, I'm just going to remember the the face plant. In fact, you might see that super chat pop up here. That's one of our random super chats. Is, uh... The demon face down on the mat in the match with Roman Reigns. When they came back, we had a tag team match, which had already been scheduled for the show. Johnny Gargano and Dexter Loomis against Damian Priest and Dominic Mysterio. We got to see more work out of Loomis in this match than we've seen from him in a long time. I thought he looked good. Dom rolled up Loomis, put his feet on the ropes for leverage. Candice, though, shoved his feet off to break up the pin. Rhea Ripley went after Candice at that point, put her in an electric chair position, dropped her face first on the barricade. Loomis was standing behind Rhea when she turned around, but Damian Priest ran him over with the clothesline. Priest threw him into the ring. Dominic tagged in, hit a frog splash, and had Loomis beat, Gargano broke up the pin. Priest ended up pinning Loomis after hitting his South of Heaven choke slam. Pretty basic match. Uh, It gives the Judgment Day a win. Like I said, Loomis is not involved in a program right now. He doesn't have a whole lot going on on this show, but what we saw from him in this match I thought was good. Uh, Priest right now is the only member of the Judgment Day who has no match, or no obvious match, for WrestleMania. We already know Balor and Edge, Hell in a Cell. We know Rhea Ripley is in the main event on night one uh, against Charlotte Flair. They, They all but confirmed that in the uh, Stranger Things parody tonight with the uh, main event mentions. So it'll be Charlotte and Rhea in the main event on night one. She has her match. And Dominic has challenged his father, even though Ray said no, we know it's going to end up happening. So that leaves uh, Damian Priest kind of the uh, the odd man out here. So, you know, sucks for him. I'm sure he'll end up in, in somebody's corner for one of their matches. Uh, but also, hopefully it gets him a big match on that Puerto Rico show in May. You know, maybe not the main event, but he should absolutely be on that show. They even went out of their way tonight to point out that he's from Puerto Rico. Earlier today, Kathy Kelly caught the Miz coming into the building as soon as he walked through the door. She caught him for an interview. Chad Gable showed up. He had uh, missing posters. That was the storyline for the show. Otis was missing, and he was searching for Otis or uh, Otis. And. Miz pointed out that he just arrived, so he didn't know where Otis was. He blew off Gable. Kathy Kelly asked The Miz if he would consider having a co-host for WrestleMania, and The Miz laughed at the idea and asked her to name one star big enough to co-host WrestleMania with. So I guess now we know why Snoop Dogg is on the WrestleMania poster this year. That would be my guess. I think Snoop Dogg is going to end up co-hosting WrestleMania with The Miz would be my guess. Uh, a few feet away, as they were talking, Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Io Sky were putting a beatdown on Trish Stratus, and they ended it with a triple super kick, and they left her laying. 
Then came the big showdown that I know you were all waiting for. Brock Lesnar and Omos were advertised for a face-off for their epic encounter here on the show tonight. So Omos and MVP were out next for a face-to-face. Brock Lesnar's music interrupted MVP as he was speaking. Cowboy Brock came down to the ring and he went face-to-chest with Omos, who was stealing Christian Cage's gimmick with his turtleneck on the show tonight. Brock was smiling. He was admiring how uh, how big Omos was. And the fans actually chanted, holy shit. I chanted, holy shit, as well, the first time I heard about this match, although for very different reasons. Omos put his fist out in front of Brock's face, and then he opened up his hand and extended his hand out for a handshake. He put that big bear paw out there for a handshake. Brock shook his hand. But when Brock went to pull back, Omos would not let go. And so Brock stomped on his foot, and then he tried to give Omos a German suplex, and uh, Omos elbowed his way out of it. And then he grabbed Brock, and the idea was he was going to throw Brock over the top rope out to the floor, right? Very simple, very simple spot. Uh, But didn't work out that way, and Brock did not go over the top. He got caught up a little bit in the top rope. Eventually, though, a little more effort. Omos finally got Brock over the top to the floor. And uh, Brock did not look thrilled about that, but he nodded. After a while, he kind of smirked, and almost like a, a nod of respect, and he told the referees and the producers who ran out to get between them, he said, give me my hat. So they gave him his hat back, and he left. And that was it. They had one spot. That was it. They had one spot to do in this segment. Omos had one thing to do, and he botched it. I wonder if Brock is rethinking his decision to accept this match at WrestleMania. One spot. That's it. That's all they had. Now, look, neither of these men are are The Rock or John Cena on the microphone. So this did not need to be a long, extended monologue from any of these people. And Omos doesn't cut promos anyway. The shorter, the better. I don't have an issue with this being a very quick segment. I think it had to be. Uh, We got the visual of the two of them standing next to each other, which is what they were going for. That's really all it had to be. But just the fact that, (laughs) the fact that they had, you know, one spot to do and it got botched. I don't think that bodes very well for their match at WrestleMania. Keep it simple. The shorter, the better. But I don't think that bodes very well for what's going to be uh, coming up in L.A. And, and yeah, you can't put that all on Omos. I'm just saying, though, the fact that these two worked their first spot together and it got botched is a bad omen, is what I'm saying. We had Cody Rhodes, one-on-one with L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you. L.A. Knight. No L.A. Knight promo tonight. Just came out for the match. Cody was on the ropes at one point. L.A. Knight does this spot in his matches, which is actually very impressive because, you know, he's he's not a small man. And he does the running leap onto the top rope in one fell swoop. And usually he hits it bang on, and it's, it's pretty impressive. Uh, this time he didn't quite get his footing the way that he normally does. And you could see he was about to fall backwards. And he had a split second to make a decision. Do I just let myself fall backwards? Or do I go through with the superplex that we had planned and grab Cody and superplex him and hope I don't drop him on his on his head and break his neck? So he made the decision to go through with the superplex. It looked very awkward. 
Uh, Cody looked like he landed almost on his shoulder, but he was okay. And in fact, you could see L.A. Knight and you could hear him after they landed look up and apologize. I think he apologized to Cody. I think he said, I'm sorry. But uh, Cody was okay. That aside, I thought these two had a good match. Cody caught him with the Cody cutter off the ropes and then the crossroads for the win. I hate that they keep using L.A. Knight as a punching bag and he keeps losing, but this was not the night for him to win. He was in the ring with the man challenging Roman Reigns at WrestleMania, so we knew going in that L.A. Knight was not getting a win uh, in this match. I, Even though he keeps losing, I do keep seeing these reports that at the house shows he's getting over, people are getting into his uh, catchphrases, and, and they're reacting to him when he comes out, and yeah, we've seen him have a few matches on TV. I think that had been good. He had a, a pretty long match, actually. Longer longer than I expected. I think it was with uh, Kofi a few weeks ago on SmackDown. So it sounds to me like they realize that he's, his act, his character, his catchphrases are starting to, to resonate. They're starting to get over with the audience. So I don't think it's a case where you know, they're burying him or anything like that. I think they're they're realizing they could have something in him, but... Right now, he's just being used as a stepping stone for other people. And he's not a young up-and-comer. So it's one of those things, you know, he's he's about 40, I think, 40 years old. And so if you're going to do something with him, now is the time to do it. So I hate seeing him constantly go out there and lose, but I'm hopeful that will, you know, after WrestleMania, once we get through all these programs and these stories, hopefully that will begin to change. But after the match... Uh, Cody got on the microphone. He was in the ring by himself. And Cody reminded us that he doesn't work for Mr. Heyman. He does not work for the bloodline. So if he wants to come out and stand side by side with Sami Zayn, he can do that. If he wants to come out and stand side by side with Kevin Owens, he can do that. He said he's heard Paul Heyman say, don't make this personal. He says, what a joke. Because this has been personal since he first appeared on this show at 21 years of age. It's personal when week after week he's fighting back tears with every sentence, which is a shoot. (laughs) Uh, He says, I wear a tailored suit to the ring not because I think I am somebody, but because I want to be somebody. He said Heyman talks about acknowledging Roman Reigns. He goes, I acknowledge you. But, damn it, you need to acknowledge me. He grew up thinking that he was a prince in this industry, but he has no crown and he has no undisputed WWE Universal title. And on April 2nd, when the sun goes down on Hollywood, it is going down on Roman Reigns' generational run. On April 2nd, it's not just those who have the Rhodes and Runnels blood pumping through their veins, but everybody who has followed him. On April 2nd, Roman Reigns, I pin you, I stick you, and I become the undisputed WWE Universal champion. This was a great, fiery babyface promo. Very old school in that uh, in that regard. Uh, from Cody. Not a single mention of Dusty for people to complain about. I like the line where he acknowledged Roman but said, I need you to acknowledge me. You're going to acknowledge me. I thought that was a good line. Uh, this was the most passionate promo that we've seen out of him since his return. Usually he's out there and it's almost like you know, it's almost like sometimes he's given a political speech, but this was more of just a kind of a classic uh, babyface promo. And, you know, not that I thought it would be anything else, but we got our confirmation here that their match is going to be on April 2nd. So their match is on night two. 
I think we already knew that was going to be the night two main event, but this was the first time they acknowledged uh, April 2nd for the Roman and Cody match. Uh, so this was great. This this may have been, now that I think about it, of all the things on the show tonight, this was probably, this was probably the highlight of the show. Buffman says, I stick you. Yeah, that's an expression. You've never heard that before? Kevin Nash has uh, used that expression before. I stuck him with the powerbomb. I thought this was a pretty common wrestling expression, but uh, apparently not. I should mention, by the way, if anybody is, uh, just so you guys know, if anybody is having any um, uh, buffering issues, we have bad weather here in New York. And right when I went live, I was having some issues with uh, buffering and bitrate and all that kind of stuff. So you may have no problems, but if you have any sort of buffering problems or freezing on the stream, I apologize. But uh, it should hopefully resolve. It's a it's a weather. It's not happening to everybody, but if it's happening to you, it's a weather issue. So nothing I can do about it. Uh, Seth Rollins was interviewed in the back about Logan Paul knocking him out last week on the show. He said, one thing people have learned about him in the past two years, you cannot keep him down. And The Miz showed up. He said that Logan Paul is going to be on Raw next week. And he is going to have a very special edition of his impulsive show. It'll be uh, a Logan Paul impulsive uh, segment, I guess. The Miz is going to be his guest. All of a sudden, Boren Corbin showed up. We had Boren Corbin. He heard the Miz uh, say the word guest, and he said, hey, I don't have anything going on. I'd love to be a guest on the show next week. He says, I'm available. I'll bet he is. Miz said that uh, Logan is all booked up, unfortunately. Corbin told Miz, you know, WrestleMania is two nights here. Got two nights of WrestleMania, and I know you've got a lot on your plate. You've got a lot going on. So if you need another host, a co-host of WrestleMania, he says, uh, I'm your man. Miz said, look. I got a lot of pull, but I don't got that much pull. So Corbin turned to Rollins, and he offered as a former Golden Gloves boxer to give him some boxing tips after watching him get knocked out by Logan Paul last week. Seth said that he would rather take boxing tips from his baby daughter. And Corbin said, come on, your, your baby is two and a half years old. She doesn't know anything. He lost his cool. He said, look, if it were me and you tonight in the ring, I would knock you out and take your spot at WrestleMania. And Seth decided to take him up on that challenge, and so we had a match booked for later tonight. Miz told Corbin if he does beat Seth later, he would uh, put in a good word with Logan Paul. Bronson Reed, one-on-one with Elias, who had Rick Boogs in his corner taking notes. Corey Graves referred to Boogs as the Oats of Hall and Oats, which would... He said, these are his words, he goes, I guess that would make Elias the Daryl Hall. I don't think I have ever heard anything more offensive from his mouth on this show than what he said here in this match. Whatever respect I had for Corey Graves is gone. Gone. How dare you besmirch the good name of Daryl Hall by even thinking about comparing him to Elias. Where's Pat McAfee when you need him? So it was a showcase win for Bronson Reed. He won with the Tsunami Splash, and that was the end of that. Fine with feeding him more wins, but you're feeding wins to a guy who has no match at WrestleMania. I thought that was kind of strange. 
Kevin Owens was interviewed in the back by Kathy Kelly and said that he wants to fight Solo Sokoa later tonight in the main event, which they had a street fight scheduled. He wants to fight him on his own, like he's been doing, like he will continue to be doing. He's perfectly fine with that. He heard what Cody said earlier, and he appreciates it, but he does not want to see Cody Rhodes out there later. He does not want his help. He made that very clear. They recapped the segment last week with John Cena and Austin Theory in the ring, setting up their United States Championship match at WrestleMania. The uh, segment where he told Theory he has no heart, he has no brains, and he has no balls. Yeah, yeah, that segment last week where Theory was uh, eviscerated, emasculated, humiliated in the middle of the ring. So earlier today, they show Theory entering the building, and the Street Profits just so happened to be standing there. It's like he literally came into the building, not even like the locker room. And there are Montez Ford and Angelo Dawkins, and they're standing there, and they're making fun of him. Theory said, we all know in a couple of months that you two are going to be unemployed. He wondered who was the toughest of the Street Profits. He said he thinks it's Angelo Dawkins. He goes, it's not Montez Ford. When he's handed an opportunity, he falls flat on his face. He says, you guys talk about the smoke. You want the smoke. The problem with that smoke is that all you do is choke. And Dawkins stepped between them and challenged him to a match tonight. Theory accepted. And he had one more question. He says, "Uh, what are you guys doing at WrestleMania? Said, oh, that's right. Nothing. And he laughed and he walked off. That right there looked to me like a little hint about where Austin Theory is going to be going post-WrestleMania. After he beats John Cena, coming out of WrestleMania, I think the U.S. title program may be centered around Theory and Montez Ford. I think that's that was a little peek, I think, into the future of a program that they're going to have coming out of WrestleMania. Because I still think that they have, Triple H has some big things planned for Montez Ford this year. I think he's going to factor into that King of the Ring tournament. I think he's going to factor into Money in the Bank, uh, the Money in the Bank match this year. I don't think he'll win it. Uh, to me, that's, that is the perfect match, I think, for an L.A. Knight to win. But uh, this is going to be the start, I think, of a big run for him uh, heading into the uh, second half of this year. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So we had Austin Theory one-on-one with Angelo Dawkins after John Cena made fun of Theory last week for having the company pipe in fake crowd noise during his matches. There was no fake crowd noise during this match. There wasn't much noise at all during this match. Theory won with his eight-town down finish. 
After the match, he put Dawkins in the STF to mock John Cena until Montez Ford did the run-in and he chased off Theory. Paul Heyman was in the back with Kathy Kelly. You notice we got a lot of Kathy Kelly on the show tonight. I, I'm not uh, complaining by any means, but uh, she was all over the place. She was she was in the uh, Tony Schiavone, the old Tony Schiavone role, when they used to make Tony run around all over the place, doing interviews in the ring, in the back, in the ring, in the back, back on commentary. Now they have Renee doing all of that. So Kathy Kelly was the one running all over the place. She was with Paul Heyman. He said the bloodline has a Kevin Owens problem tonight in the main event. Solo Sokoa is going to solve that problem. He says as far as Cody goes, he feels that the truth shall set him free. But it will only imprison his mind to make stupid mistakes. Like making this personal. He said he knows what we're thinking. It's already personal to Cody Rhodes. Because of course it is. That's what makes Cody such a compelling and intriguing challenger. But to make this personal to Roman Reigns by mockingly acknowledging him on television. What a schmuck. Cody Rhodes, you now have a chance to acknowledge him next week on Raw because Roman Reigns will be on the show. Actually, that might be the biggest news of the week. Roman Reigns is going to be working on Monday next week. I may have buried the lead here. I should have let off with that tonight. Roman Reigns is actually coming to Monday Night Raw next week. I'll believe it when I see it. But uh, he says Roman will be there, and he assures Cody that he is a problem that Roman Reigns would love to personally solve. The newest member of the WWE Hall of Fame, Rey Mysterio, was out to the ring to address the fans. Rey said that he was happy to be back on Raw. A year ago, he was celebrating his 20th anniversary in WWE. Dominic interrupted him. He was all by himself. He left the other members of the Judgment Day in the back. He said that his father earned that honor at his expense. He says, you chose all of these people, all of these strangers, instead of being there for your kids. He says that, uh, is it an honor knowing that I went all those nights without having a father? says, eighth grade, you told me if I got good grades, you would take me out. But guess what? You were nowhere to be found. said that you ditched me for WrestleMania. says, I turned 16. You said that you were going to get me a new car. All of my friends showed up with a brand new Mercedes, and you got me a BMW. You got me a BMW. He said it wasn't even an M-Series. See, that's child abuse. You're afraid because I see you for what you really are. You are a sad, ugly excuse for a father. He goes, no, 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 no. A sad, ugly excuse for a man. But I'm going to let you enjoy your Hall of Fame weekend in L.A. But I'm going to make it a little bit better because I'm here to challenge you to a match at WrestleMania. And Ray told him, I don't know how many times I have to tell you, I am not going to fight my own son. He said, whether you believe it or not, I still love you, and I always will says, there will be no match at WrestleMania. And Ray went to go leave. Dominic said, you're just going to walk away now? He goes, yeah, go ahead. Do what you do. said, you ran away from Raw. You ran away from your entire family. And you ran away from me. The only thing you actually taught me is what not to be. I mean, he is, every week he is going in. He's trying to cut deeper and deeper here into his father's soul. I'm half expecting him to come out on television next week and say, Eddie is, Eddie's in hell, like, like Randy Orton did all those years ago. 
Maybe that's what it'll take to get Rey Mysterio to finally accept the match with this kid at WrestleMania. The fans gave Dominic the what treatment at one point during the promo, and I thought he handled it well. He didn't let it rattle him. Uh, But he has now officially challenged his father, and now we wait to see what it's going to take to get Rey to agree to the match. Yeah, I could see them. I said this on the podcast on Sunday. I think if you wait until the Hall of Fame, it would be strange because the Hall of Fame is airing after the final SmackDown, like late Friday night, the night before night one of WrestleMania. So you won't have any television left to actually promote the match. But if you think about it, they've been promoting this match indirectly now for months, right? All these segments. This was just the first time they officially made the challenge. But they've been promoting this going back to last year, to to, to Clash at the Castle, right? Around the fall. So how much more promotion does the match really need? If you were to shoot an angle at the Hall of Fame that then sets up Ray finally accepting the challenge, maybe Dominic, I don't know, maybe he threatens uh, Ray's wife. I I don't know. He he threatens uh, Aaliyah, his sister. I don't know. He's going to... Wrap piano wire around her neck or something. I don't know, but whatever whatever dastardly thing he does, Ray finally accepts maybe at the Hall of Fame. They would have night one of WrestleMania to promote it. You could do it on night two. I guess you could do that. I'm not convinced they're going to wait until the very last second like that. We still have, you know, two and a half weeks, I guess, or whatever it is before WrestleMania. Uh, but I could see them doing that. They're, they're taking their time with it. Now, they're taking their time with two different stories. They're taking their time with this one. And they're ta- they're really taking their time with the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn stuff. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. You know, it's, it's not a, a bad thing to let it play out. It is episodic television. As long as you can come up with uh, compelling segments, which, you know, for the most part, they've been doing with Owens and Zayn. Uh, I've enjoyed the, the Dominic stuff I enjoy. I, I happen to like Dominic. And I wouldn't have necessarily said that, you know, eight or nine months ago. But I think you could see the improvement and, and the confidence in him when he's out there by himself on promos now. Uh, this actually might have been the first time that he was out there by himself like that doing a promo. Uh, he has improved light years in that respect. So I think this this entire program and putting him in the Judgment Day was a genius move. I wasn't so sure it was going to work. But it was the best thing, honestly, that ever happened to him. And the stuff with him and Rhea. So I think he he and his father, and you know Ray is going to go out there. And Ray is going to do everything in his power to have the best match of the night. Because he's out there with his boy, right? He's out there with his son. I'm very uh, anxious to see how that match uh, turns out. Uh, and to see how they get Ray to change his mind. I guess we'll uh, we'll see if anything happens before the Hall of Fame. Our friend Kathy Kelly was back yet again in the back with, actually outside the trainer's room, looking to get a word with Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Becky said damage control is going to get their head kicked in. I think Brian Danielson would have said that a little bit differently. Lita said that if damage control wants to try to divide and conquer them, they've got another thing coming. Trish said that she's been hit a lot harder than damage control hit her, and all they've managed to do is piss her off. Short and to the point. We got a new WrestleMania parody trailer with Rhea Ripley as Eleven from Stranger Things with the voice of John Cena over the loudspeaker asking her if 
She thinks that she can handle the pressure of being in the main event of WrestleMania. And Rhea stared at a can that was sitting on the table and crushed it just by looking at it. You would understand this if you watched Stranger Things. If you have not watched Stranger Things, then this probably didn't make any sense to you. But that was it. Uh, these are too short. These are these are all way too short. Uh, I wish they were longer. I wish they put as much effort into these as they did the ones back in 2005. I just think these have been pretty lame so far. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm glad they I'm, I'm glad they're they're doing new ones, but I don't know. I mean, I I just think these are pretty lame compared to the uh, the ones they did for uh, WrestleMania 21. We had Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin. Miz was uh, sitting out there on commentary. Rollins threw Corbin into the Miz outside. Then when Miz tried to get into the ring, Rollins caught him with a kick. Miz ended up in the ring. He was on all fours. And Rollins used Miz as basically a springboard into a curb stomp to Boren Corbin. And he pinned Corbin to win the match. You know, years ago, I dubbed Bray Wyatt the Eater of Pins because he would talk a big talk in his promos. And then he would go out there... When it came to the big match, you know, nine times out of ten, he ate the pin. So I called him the eater of pins. Well, I am hereby uh, dubbing Baron Corbin the new eater of pins. Bray Wyatt has, has gifted the crown to Baron Corbin. We now have a new eater of pins here on this television show. Chad Gable was in the back, continuing his search for Otis. Gable found Otis taking part in a photo shoot with the Maximum Male Mid-Carters, and Gable said to uh, Mansois, weren't you supposed to be in a match tonight? And Mansois said that he broke his nail while he was scrolling through Instagram. I hate when that happens. Broke his nail while he was scrolling through Instagram on his phone, and he was not cosmetically cleared to compete on this show tonight. So their match was delayed until next week, and I, I, and I did... Totally forgot about this. I said, that's right. They were supposed to have a match on the show tonight with uh, Anderson and Gallows. That was a match that was advertised. This was going to be the return of the uh, Good Brothers on this show. And I just totally, when I saw the preview earlier, I didn't even think twice that the match wasn't even listed on the rundown. Uh, But I guess they decided to uh, bump it to next week. Anderson and Gallows have a pretty sweet deal because when they re-signed with the company uh, last year, in their deal now, they actually have a clause uh, or a provision or whatever you want to call it uh, in their contract, supposedly, that they don't have to travel to the show if they're not on the card. If they're not on the show, if they're not needed for the show, then they don't have to travel. They can stay home. They will only fly out when they are actually being used and are needed on the show. Uh, it's almost like having a no catering clause in your contract. So good for them. Good for them. They, I guess they negotiated that into their deal, but uh, they were not there tonight. Gable told Otis that he could be a model with him, and he jumped in, and he started posing, and uh, Mansois claimed that Gable broke his camera. Massé then chimed in and said that Gable broke it with his ick. I think I'm going to start using that with some of these uh, mutants who uh, tweet me sometimes. I'm going to say... Uh, I don't want your ick on me. Take your ick and go somewhere else. 
Maxine called for Otis to join them as they left. They have work to do, and so Otis left with the models. Uh, Machiavelli in the chat, well, of course, Machiavelli420, I'm not surprised, wants to know what Matt Riddle is doing. Uh, The question is not what Matt Riddle is doing. The question is uh, who Matt Riddle is with and how many has he smoked so far tonight? I think that's the uh, question when it comes to Matt Riddle. Scarlett says, I don't think I am cosmetically cleared for work tomorrow. You should try that with try that with your boss. See what he says. Bianca Belair, one-on-one with Chelsea Green with Carmella in her corner. This was, of course, a non-title match. I thought this was Chelsea's best match. Uh, she hasn't had very many of them on TV, but this was her best match since she came back. Uh, good stuff from uh, both women. Bianca won with the KOD. Carmella and Chelsea attacked Bianca after the match, but Asuka came down to the ring to make the save. And she and Bianca cleared the ring. Asuka then grabbed Bianca's championship belt. And she began to tease handing it to Bianca, but then Bianca would go for it and she would pull it away and she would go and she would pull it away. And Asuka started dancing around with the belt. And then she started air guitaring with the belt like she was Kyle O'Reilly. She's air guitaring with the belt. She smiles, and she begins spitting up blue mist. It's like blue goo in her mouth as she begins laughing hysterically. The crowd doesn't know what to make of this. No one is really reacting to it. This is just going on for an uncomfortable period of time before they finally play Asuka's music to play her off and end the segment. This sucks. I wrote two words here. This sucks. Now, I guess the story here is that Asuka is playing mind games with her. I guess that's the story they're telling here. She's trying to get inside Bianca's head. Uh, I don't see how this is supposed to get anybody any more interested than they may already be, may or may not already be, to see these two get in the ring at WrestleMania. This is a championship match. They're the Raw Women's Championship match at WrestleMania. And this is what they have these two women doing. These segments that we have seen them in have been awful. They have been awful. Asuka, by the way, I should point out, she was out there, again, in her regular civilian clothes. She did not have the uh, murder clown face paint on or anything like that. So I guess when she doesn't have the makeup on, I guess she's not the murder clown. So she's back to acting like just a clown, which is what she was doing before when she was just regular Asuka. So that's, that's what she's been doing every week on TV. These segments have been terrible. And so now the two of them are going to team up as partners next week against Carmella and Chelsea Green. Awful. I I have hopes that the match itself will be very good, but it's a shame that this is going to end up being one of the matches on the WrestleMania card that I'm probably least excited for going into the show. I, I don't know what they're doing. This is terrible, terrible television. And then we had Kevin Owens. One-on-one in the main event, it was a street fight. Against the enforcer of the bloodline, Solo Sokoa. Once Owens pulled out a table from under the ring uh, before the final break, the crowd the crowd came alive. The real star of the show was the table. And uh, Solo then got a lot of heat when he took the table and he slid it back under the ring. So he got good heat for that. Owens set up not one, not two, not three, not four, not five. Six chairs in the ring. Two rows of three with chairs facing each other. 
he created almost like this little chair platform in the middle of the ring. He got Sokoa down, laid him out on the chairs, and Owens was going up to the top rope. Solo, though, got up, and he grabbed Owens, and he slammed Owens off the top rope onto the chairs. Uh, I thought that was a cool spot. Probably didn't feel too good, but I thought that was a cool spot. But then again, 30 seconds later, Kevin Owens was back up on his feet on the outside, throwing Solo Sokoa into the crowd and brawling with him into the crowd like nothing ever happened. Such is life when you have, I think at this point, they had two minutes left in the show here on this live television program. There's no time for selling. You just got to get to the finish. So they ended up backstage in the gorilla position. Owens walks through the curtain, and he immediately walks into a pair of super kicks by Jimmy and Jay Uso. First time we've seen the Usos here on the show. They all dragged Owens back down to the ring, into the ring. It was a three-on-one assault. Sokoa hit the Samoan spike, and he pinned Kevin Owens to win the street fight. Uh, There aren't too many rookies. I'll call him a rookie. I know he spent about a year in NXT, but he's basically a rookie. There aren't too many rookies like a solo Sokoa who get called up, got called up in September, right? Clash at the Castle was when we first saw him. And now we're in March. Not a very long period of time. And they have booked him very strongly. He has had more television main events than I would say most people with that level of exposure on the main roster have had. And I just think that he's he's killed it, you know? He plays his part perfectly. I think he's uh, very good in the ring. I, I knew he was very good just from his work in NXT. Uh, he was one of the few who got me to care about a Von Wagner match. When he and Von, Von Wagner had like a big... I think it was like a straight fight or a false count anywhere deal in uh, NXT. So I just wanted to mention that because you don't see too many people who get called up from NXT to the main roster and have as many TV main events. And yeah, you know, he's part of the bloodline. So of course he's got, you know, he's got that helping him, which most people don't have. But I just think, you know, just because he's part of the family and they're giving him the opportunity doesn't mean that he's going to knock it out of the park. And uh, I think he's been doing that. So no Sami Zayn tonight. No Cody Rhodes coming out in the main event. Kevin Owens made it very clear he did not want his help. So Owens pretty much got what he had coming. And at some point, Owens is going to have to realize that he has no choice but to put his beef aside with Sami Zayn for the greater good. And they're going to have to join up if they want to take down the bloodline once and for all. It's only a matter of uh, what week does he make that decision. So aside from... You know, a couple of bright spots like the Cody promo, and yeah, I thought the main event was fun. Aside from those two things, uh, not a good show. When you have two things that you can point out on this show, maybe you have more. I'm pointing out the two things that I really liked on this show. Two things on a three-hour show is not good. Now, if you're like me, you probably have routines in your life that you stick to, whatever they may be. Maybe it's hitting the gym at the same time every day or eating the same things every week. Whatever whatever they are, it can get boring after a while. What I have found is that the smallest changes to those routines can make the biggest impact. In that same way, you don't need to break the bank to make a purchase that ends up being a big deal. Even the smallest things can make for a big change if it's something you use every day. Like my Raycons. Raycon is premium audio at the perfect price point. I listen to music when I do cardio and... The occasional podcast. This Solomonster guy I sometimes listen to is pretty good. 
But whether I'm on the elliptical at the gym or I'm taking a walk around the neighborhood, I need to have my Raycons in my ears if I want to get a good calorie burn going. My Raycon everyday earbuds have become an important part of my routine. And Raycons start at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycon also makes you feel good about what you're spending your money on. They offer buy now, pay later options, and every purchase has an easy and free return guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose. With my Raycons, I love their custom gel tips, which give me a comfortable in-ear fit. Their noise isolation, which lets me block out outside noise. They're also uh, water and sweat resistant. And I love that I can get eight hours of playtime out of them on a single charge. There's a reason why they have over 50,000 five-star reviews. So ready to buy something small with a big impact? Go to buyraycon.com slash solomonster today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash solomonster to score 15% off. Buyraycon.com slash solomonster and use the code solomonster at checkout to get yourself 15% off. Let's see what the Twitter poll says. Yeah, exactly as I suspected. 39% thumbs up, 37% thumbs in the middle, and uh, roughly 24% thumbs down. So we are sub 40% thumbs up here for this show tonight. That, my friends, is not good. This was not a, a very good episode of Raw. You try to cherry pick the good stuff. Take what you can get, but uh, more more bad and really more boring, I thought, than good on this show tonight. So there you go. I'm loving all the, uh, the GWO emojis. I'm glad you guys are enjoying those. I'm glad you guys are taking advantage of those. You know who dropped the Super Chat on me eight hours ago? Groovy Goose. I didn't even eat dinner yet. Groovy Goose already dropped a $4.99. Uh, at this point, Ric Flair is a 16-time world champion and a 16-time Sad Tweet of the Week winner. Maybe Charlotte will go for that record as well. <laughs> Charlotte Charlotte is coming for all the records. But I don't think Charlotte is going to catch up to her dad as far as sad, sad, pathetic tweet is concerned. Uh, Fire Panda has an offer for me if uh, Omos beats Brock. At WrestleMania, I add Omos to be the book. Well, I will tell you that I have already added Omos to be the book. So he is already in there. So we don't have to take a bet. We don't have to have a contest. Omos is already in there. Uh, Fire Panda again. Quizzical One loves Omos. Be like Quizzy. Uh, Jockey Fowler with the $12 Super Chat. Uh, do you think WWE should book Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans the same way WCW booked Larry Poffo? I think you mean Lanny Poffo. Unless there was a, a, a lost, long-lost Poffo brother named Larry that I'm unaware of. Instead of giving them multiple failing gimmicks like Brutus Beefcake in WCW. Jockey, uh, I don't think that there's any saving uh, Baron Corbett at this point. So. I'm not sure whatever idea you come up with for him is really going to make a difference one way or the other. 
Metal Rules, buy or sell. Whoa, $25 Super Chat. Metal Rules, thank you. Metal Rules says uh, buy or sell. Dominic goes to his local courthouse to change his uh, his last name to Guerrero on the last Raw before WrestleMania. Yeah, I was thinking Vicky is uh, leaving AEW. But I don't think her contract is up until July. That's the only problem. Because if Vicky were free, you could actually bring in Vicky to be part of one of these segments on TV. Yeah, Vicky has said that uh, they, they came to a mutual agreement that they would not renew her contract when it is up in July. But that they don't want her at the shows. So they have they have sent her home. Said uh, your your services are not needed here. So I guess she's going to sit out the rest of her contract at home. Brian Anthony Rivers with the $10 Super Chat. Two questions. Uh, should the tag team match main event night one? And if both Uso and Reigns retain, how do you take the titles off of them and who has the best chance of doing that? That's a loaded question that I can't really answer fully, but if it were up to me, the tag team title match would headline night one. I would headline either with the tag team title match or the intercontinental triple threat over the women's match. Either one I would go with over the women's match. Uh, and it has nothing to do with male, female. It's just, I mean, that, that match just doesn't uh, doesn't have any buzz right now going into the show. Um, as far as if the Usos and the first of all, they're not going to. The Usos and Roman Reigns are both not going to retain. It's going to be one or the other or neither. We're not going to have all the members of the Bloodline le- entering WrestleMania with their titles and leaving with their titles. That would be fucking terrible. If they were, hypothetically, to hold on to those titles, if it were me, when Tommaso Ciampa comes back, I get him and Gargano together as quickly as I possibly can. I give DIY a run. I build them up for a while. And I have DIY take the tag team titles off the Usos at SummerSlam. And that depends on when Tommaso Ciampa comes back. I don't know how close he is to coming back. But if Ciampa can be back within a month or two... I would do it at SummerSlam, Ford Field. I would have DIY take the tag belts from Jimmy and Jay. Roman, if he beats Cody at WrestleMania, which is a possibility, I think they're going to have him go to a 1,000 days, right? Which would be around the time of the, the King of the Ring. And as far as who takes the title off of him at that point, I just, I, I don't know. You know, Gunther is a heel, so that really wouldn't make a whole lot of sense. You can say somebody like a Drew McIntyre, but again, these are people that have already worked with Roman before. You would you would ideally want to go with somebody he hasn't already beaten. I, I don't know. If it's not Cody, I don't know who they're going to go with. I really don't. I don't know who it's going to be. I know some people are probably still holding out hope that it's Sami Zayn, but it's not. It's not going to be Sami Zayn. Uh, Brock Benningfield, Solomonster. I love you, brother, but I can't keep doing these late-night Mondays. I'll see everybody on Friday. Well, when you get shows like the one we had tonight, I don't blame you. Uh, Dan Teller, does Cody go over at WrestleMania, or do they continue to have Roman as champion to a 1,000 days and beyond? I think Cody should win at WrestleMania. Tariq, with the $5 Super Chat, what's your number one babyface for life moment? Me personally, Randy Orton punting Vince McMahon on the go-home Raw to 2009 Royal Rumble. Babyface for life moment? Oh, I don't know. 
I don't know. My number one baby face for life moment. Um, I don't know if it's my baby face for life moment, but I, I was highly amused when Bret Hart came out to the ring in 97. I think they were in... They were in one of the Canadian provinces. I don't remember which one. And he pulled Vince McMahon's shirt. No, actually, no, I take that back. I'm sorry. He attacked Vince McMahon. And uh, Vince pulled Brett's shirt over his head, like hockey hockey fight style. But like Brett was trying to just like beat the crap out of him. Earlier that year, you had Brett shove him down on his ass and go on that rant in the ring. Uh, those, those I, I always uh, enjoy going back and watching those. I don't know, babyface uh, for life, though. If I had to pick one. I have to think about that. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. You stumped me. I have to think about that. Josh B., in and outside the ring, who has tarnished their legacy more, Hogan or Flair? I would say that they have both uh, tarnished, tarnished their legacies about equally, which is very sad because you could have had two people... You know, as big of a star as, as Hogan was and Flair, you know, in his day, right? Two of the biggest names of all time, well-respected by, by most people. And uh, they could have retired and gone on to be kind of the well-respected elder statesman of the business. And uh, they have said and done a lot of very stupid things in their careers, in their lives that have doesn't take away from the success they had. They'll always be up here. They'll be on a lot of people's Mount Rushmore. Frankly, I don't think you can have a Mount Rushmore without Hogan on there. But have they tarnished their legacy? Yes. Which one tarnished it more? I guess that's a matter for uh, for your own interpretation. Considering some of the things that Flair is accused of, I, I am inclined to go with Ric Flair. Uh, Angel Silva with a 999 while coaching the kids BJJ class on uh, today. I told one student to get her seatbelt, a BJJ term, and she instead slapped on the hurt lock. Had to stop it since it's an illegal move, but I was a proud coach. Oh, if that were me, I would have probably put on the crossface chicken wing. So I'm the same way. You just got a lock on those wrestling holes. Uh, Brian DeGreenboy, two bucks. What's up with the GWO shirt? Any chance of it? Uh, there, there's a chance. You might have to change the logo, though, if there was actually a t-shirt. Because I don't know if uh, Pro Wrestling Tees is uh, taking any more parody shirts. They would consider that a parody of the NWO logo. So the logo might have to change for a shirt if I wanted to do one. Down bad. They're phoning it in with this Asuka and Bianca build. It's awful. It's just, it sucks. It's terrible. I mean, there's no other way to describe it. It's just, it's just bad television. Uh, Juan Sanchez, Corey mentioned Wade. That means Jay White is coming. I don't get the connection. Uh, Rizzo with the $10 super chat. Good evening, chat and solo. I was going to ask you if WWE had the guts to do an angle at the Hall of Fame. But you brought up on the podcast, great point that the Hall of Fame is right before Mania. It's the, it's the night before. And again, they could do it, 
they could do it, and then they can use night one of Mania to promote it if it were on night two. So it can be done. It just would be very weird to me to wait until after all of your television is already done to uh, make the match official. Uh, Red Emissary of Darkness, Dom, like Solo, has a bad history with BMWs. Yeah. Uh, God of Seduction. Who holds the record for most sad tweets of the week? Who faces Lashley if Bray is out? Uncle Howdy, LA Knight, triple threat with Omos and Lesnar. How long until Jake Paul joins Logan Paul in WWE? Can't wait for WrestleMania. Who holds the record for the most sad tweets? I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. I'm sure Flair is... If, if it's not Flair, Flair has to be way up there. Uh, who faces Lashley if uh, Bray is out? Talked about that at the beginning. I, I would do a triple threat with Brock, Omos, and Lashley. And how long until Jake Paul joins Logan in WWE? I don't really give a shit about Jake Paul, so... If it were up to me, he would never jump. But uh, I don't know. Fahad with the ten bucks. Fahad, thank you. Darth Panic just gifted a channel membership to uh, Delo three hundred five. So welcome, Delo. How many uh, channel members have we picked up tonight? My goodness. I think I think we're we're around twenty ish. I think we're just shy of 20, actually. We're just shy of 20. I don't know if we'll hit 20 or not, but we're just shy of 20. Uh, Nick Grosso says, according to PW Insider, Stacey Keebler is going to be the female inductee this year. What a joke. Uh, A to the J. ASU. What happened to the brand split? (laughs) Where have you been? I think I think A to the JKSU just woke up from a coma, and he's he's wondering what happened to the brand split. Where have you been, brother? Vince Russo with the four ninety nine super chat. Mysterio in the Hall of Fame is great, Noel, but when are the American males getting inducted? Long overdue, in my opinion. Still blasting their theme to this day. You know, I would sing their song, but the the lyrics are just so complicated. It's hard to remember them. I mean, I think those lyrics are more difficult than We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel. But uh, Vince Russo, thank you, bro. Chief Running Wolf became a channel member. Unregistered Hypercam 2. What happened to Unregistered Hypercam 1? I think Unregistered Hypercam 2 killed Unregistered Hypercam 1. Only take rumors as gospel if it's posted on RSPW. I agree, that's right. If it's on RSPW, then it has to be true. Rizzo, I saw on a message board that I am dating Rhea Ripley. Sadly, I can confirm that is not true. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Paul Hamilton. That $150 Super Chat bomb from about an hour ago. Thank you for the uh, congrats on 800 episodes, Paul. Paul, you are the man. Paul, Paul's always coming in in the clutch, man. He really is. Uh, Devil's Rising just became a Sound Off superstar. Thank you for joining our little... Uh, I can't even call it little family anymore. This Little, little is not the right word for it. <laughs> this family is gigantic. We got a big family here. Bigger the family, the bigger the fights. And we all we all love each other here, right? We all love each other. Even Bliss fan. I think Bli- I think Bliss fan got pissed at me. I haven't seen Bliss fan. I think Bliss fan officially split. Uh, Lars with the ten dollars super chat, longtime listener and longtime lurker, finally decided to join the G W O. You're the Sala monster, damn it! Yes, I am. Welcome to the uh, welcome to the Wolfpack, my friend. Glad to have you. Devils has been a subscriber for a long time. Only felt right to make it official. Become a channel member. We got a lot of lurkers here. We have. Uh, I, I know we have some lurkers who who also lurk for a reason because uh, they can't reveal who they really are. But that's okay. Your secret is safe with me, and uh, I will leave it at that. We had uh, Fahad dropping $120 Super Chat. No message, just dropping some love and support. Fahad, thank you very much. Rizzo, uh, I apologize if this is a dumb idea, but if Jay White is signed, do you just debut him against Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania? I don't think it's a dumb idea. I wouldn't do it. Uh, but I don't think it's a dumb idea. You know, my idea was if if they were actually going to have John Cena win the U.S. title at WrestleMania and then have him drop it on Monday, you debut Jay White answering the open challenge and he wins the title from John Cena, that would be an impactful way to debut him. I mean, it would be impactful for him to wrestle Lashley, but, I mean, how's that going to go for him? You know what I mean? Are you going to beat him in his first match? I don't see Jay White going out there and, and, you know, is it going to be a competitive match? Is it going to be a one-sided match? I don't know. I just don't see that. I don't see him coming in and beating Bobby Lashley in his first match. I mean, it wouldn't be a, a the worst way in the world to debut him against a big name like that, but he'd have to win. So I, I don't think I would do that. Fire Panda says, I'm not that rich. You don't have to be. Your super chats are are perfectly fine. Your super chats are always welcome. You know that. 
Groovy Goose, the GWO equals the Goose World Order. It's too groovy. I like that. I like that. The Goose World Order. Uh, Lakers, Pats, Omos Lesnar at WrestleMania is what Andre Hogan was for WrestleMania 3. You must have been, uh, boy, you must be drinking the good stuff tonight. What are you drinking, Lakers, Pats? What are you drinking? Don't you learn you're not supposed to mix drinks? When you mix drinks, you get messages like this. It's not good for you. Don't do that. Tony Rogers says, Hey man, thank you for your content. Not all heroes wear capes. I could, if I ever lose a bet, I could wear a cape on the show. Jamie Dorsch with the $20 super chat. Which match was worse in Saudi Arabia? Undertaker against Goldberg or Brothers of Destruction against DX? Uh, Undertaker against Goldberg. Boots. I always said, and I'll give you one good reason why before I go to that one. Shawn Michaels was in the other match. Enough said. Undertaker against Goldberg was worse. Boots, as I always said, Corey Graves is the worst. So Boots does not like... Corey Graves is on my shit list now after that Daryl Hall crack comparing him to Elias. He can fuck right off with that. Uh, Matthew Rice, thank you for the 20 bucks. Appreciate it. He's drinking moonshine, says Winston. I think so. I think Lakers Pats is uh, drinking that moonshine out of that flask that Brock had a few weeks ago. Rizzo with the $10 Super Chat. Do you think the Maximum Male Models gimmick would get over if they had an excuse every week why they can't wrestle like Eva Marie did? The broken nail excuse made me laugh. Yeah, I, I could see that getting over. I mean, it's not going to be... I mean, I, it depends. What do you mean by getting over? I think people will laugh at it. They'll find it amusing. But, you know, getting over is kind of a relative term. I don't know if I would say that's going to get them over. Uh, Nick Grasso with the 999. Do you Did you hear the rumors about Trish turning heel and feuding with Becky going into SummerSlam? If that is the plan for uh, Trish, the turn should happen at WrestleMania to give Damage Control a much-needed win. Well, that would imply maybe that the attack tonight was all just a ruse and she wasn't actually as hurt as she indicated that she was. Otherwise, why why would these three women beat the hell out of her tonight and then she would help them win at WrestleMania? Not that we don't see shit like that in wrestling all the time. But I mean Trish Trish and Becky would be a big match. We had Trish and Charlotte at SummerSlam a few years back. Actually more than a few years back. And uh, I remember it being very good. Especially for Trish, that was her first match in years. And I thought she did very well. Uh, she's five or six years older now. We'll see how she does at WrestleMania. We'll see. I mean, if she if she looks good in the ring at WrestleMania and she looks like she can still go and carry on a singles match, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, Root with the $50 Super Chat says, great job. Congrats on 800. Root, thank you. Thank you very much. There's BlissFan. I was worried about BlissFan. You know, BlissFan with all these rumors going around and reports about Bray. I was like, BlissFan in shambles here. But I'm glad to see BlissFan is still with us. 
Just needed a minute to go cool off. Matthew Rice, not sure what happened, brother. Just wanted to share with you this past weekend. I went to my first wrestling tryout with Continental Championship Wrestling. Maybe you'll see me in WWE in the future. I hope so. Maybe we'll see you in House of Glory one day. I am the commissioner, so build up that resume. Maybe we'll get you on in. Uh, we've got <laughs> Let Go My Nuts with the 99 cents. I got news for you. That ain't me hanging on to it. You better turn around and find out who it is that's uh, got a hold of him. Uh, DEH Sires, are you going to live stream after Stand and Deliver? Uh, probably not. I don't think I streamed after the NXT show last year. I think I saved it for the podcast the next day. That whole weekend, by the way, is going to be a complete shit show for me. <laughs> so... I mean, it ends up being the biggest weekend of the year for me in this channel, which is great. But it is just going to be an absolute shit show because we've got the NXT show going right into WrestleMania. And WrestleMania, I, I'm going to, you know, it's going to be one of these late nights, of, of course, because we always have our biggest audience for WrestleMania. So we'll have three, 4,000 people, 4,500 people, something like that probably in here. It's going to be nuts, both nights, two nights in a row. I don't think I'm going to have time. So most likely, I'll be reviewing Stand and Deliver on, uh, I guess that would be episode 802, I think. Yeah, because we have a podcast to do that Sunday. So, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm dreading it already. But yeah, is going to be rolling in Super Chats and Subs. I, that's, I keep telling myself that. We're going to expand the family that night. And uh, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do well. So let's just let's just put our head down and let's do what we need to do. But man, I'm gonna have to sleep for a week after that weekend. Uh, Arabian Night 2000, longtime listener, first time uh, asker with Bray out. And again, we don't know for sure if Bray is out. We'll just say that. But with Bray out, Bobby should do an open challenge or WrestleMania. Out comes Jay White. What are your thoughts? That's what Rizzo just said. I don't know. I'm not sold on it. I just don't know. I guess it, it all depends then on on how the match is booked, how strong they put over Jay White. I, I'm not opposed to the idea. It's not what I would do. It really is just all about the presentation. All about the presentation and, and how he's booked and how strong he's made to look. Does he go over in that match? I wouldn't debut him and have him lose. Are they going to bring in Jay White and have him beat Bobby Lashley on night one? Eh, I don't know. I don't know if I see them doing that. I, I would rather build that up. If you're going to do a feud between them, I'd rather see that built up first. Uh, DG first learned about you from your this week in wrestling history videos and have been lurking for years here's some patronage cheers dg thank you for the five bucks i think dg is also a new channel member so thank you sir yeah by the way those uh, this week in history segments had a lot of people who actually uh, first discovered the podcast by uh, those segments, and they are all up in a playlist on the channel. So if you ever want to refer back to them, or if you never saw them, listen to them. Uh, they're not video. 
they're, they're clips, audio clips from the show, but they're all organized in a playlist on the YouTube channel. So they're always parked there for you to go back and listen to. Dr. Dakota Scorpio says, Charles Manson, the leader of GWO. Charles Manson. He might be referring to Charles Mason. I hope you're referring to Charles Mason, our crown jewel champion in House of Glory, who I am I am trying to I'm trying to take down as we speak. And that you are not, in fact, referring to Charles Manson, because that would be terrible. Although I'll bet you Charles Mason would love you comparing him to Charles Manson because he's a sick fuck. Uh, Drehund with the $18 super chat. Uh, What is the hardest part about getting someone into wrestling? I got into it because nearly my whole family raised me on it. One of my fondest memories is watching the Pipe Bomb live with them. I mean, the hardest part about trying to get somebody I would think into... uh, wrestling would just be if they've never watched it they just don't understand it trying to explain to them what the appeal is you know a lot of people say oh it's a male soap opera it's no different than watching a television show if you like stories they have stories you just got to be careful because if you try to show them wrestling for the first time and you show them a segment that has baron corbin or you show them a segment and we have uh, uncle howdy and the firefly funhouse they're going to look at you like you know you're a psychopath and they're never going to watch wrestling again so you've got to be very strategic in what you show them you know what i would do i would show them old wrestling from like 30 years ago and i would i would wean them into wrestling on the good stuff from like 25 30 years ago and then you could slowly work in the newer stuff i know if i were a new wrestling fan i'd want to start on the old stuff right you had all those larger than life colorful characters i mean my god how are you gonna watch the macho man randy savage for the first time and not become a wrestling fan just show them macho man stuff there you go you'll have them hooked in no time hbk c83 would you say that the macho man ultimate warrior look at this macho man macho man wrestlemania match with ultimate warrior was the beginning of the kicking out of major moves and finishers at wrestlemania No, I would say that Hulk Hogan kicking out of, I think, three Macho Man elbows or WrestleMania 5 was probably the beginning of that. Uh, CMJ World. Thinking of last week, would you ever do a countdown of the most savage promos ever? I would love to hear your favorites. You mean like, so you're talking like work shoot type stuff in the ring? Maybe. I don't think I've uh, done that before. That's a possibility. Rizzo, devil's advocate on Drew against Roman. Drew did not lose clean to Roman, so Drew would have that as an explanation. Yeah, but you know, I don't know. They kind of lugered him in a way, you know? But it's not the first time. He, he lost to Roman at Survivor Series also. That wasn't a title match, but it's been done. Now it's been done a couple of times. You could do it, but ideally it would be somebody who Roman has never been challenged by before. Who's really over, really has the support of the fans. And, and Drew has the fan support, but I just feel like it's just been there, done that with him. I think he could be champion again one day, but I don't know at this point that he's the one to beat Roman. 
God of Seduction, Roman is retiring with the belts. He is going to Hollywood. So he's just he's just gonna take the belts with him on the movie sets and just keep it. <laughs> just that that's it. That's it, right? Vin, Vince is back, and Vince is uh, determined to break Bruno's record. Bruno had the belt for eight years, so he's just gonna keep the belts on Roman for the next, you know, five years or so. Is that the plan? Let's beat uh, Bruno. Reagu, five bucks. A daddy monster. How would you book a full CM Punk heel turn to wrestling? I guess the easiest way would be he goes back to AEW and he feuds with the Elite. But I feel like if he were to come back, you know, would he be a full heel? You'd probably have like a mixed reaction. I don't know if he would end up being a full heel. I like the idea of Punk and FTR together, but FTR is beloved. Did you see the reaction they got on Dynamite on Wednesday? It would be hard to turn those guys heel. There's a way to do it. I mean, Punk, Punk, believe me, Punk, I'm sure, could go out there, cut a promo, and get the people hating him within two seconds if he wanted to. But, yeah, the, the Punk and the Elite stuff would strike me as being the most obvious thing. Uh, Crow Feather Media, so the man who brought Doink the Clown on crack is off WrestleMania. Imagine my shot. Doink the Clown on crack? Alright. CMJ World, would you be down for a rivalry between MJF and John Cena for WrestleMania next year? If not for anything else, but for the promo battles alone. I don't know about it. An MJF promo in WWE, though... How water how watered down would that be? What would an MJF promo in WWE look like? I don't know, I think him and John Cena, he he would have fun with that. MJF would definitely have some fun uh healing on Cena in those promos. But I don't think MJF is going anywhere. Sam Dankman Weed with 10 bucks. 800 episodes of the sound off. And De La Soul's musical catalog now available to stream. I would say this is a good week. P.S. Solo looking like a prime Mr. Furley with Riz. Mr. Furley? Mr. Furley is like a thousand years old. How much weed have you done tonight? You talking about Mr. Furley from Three's Company? He's an old man. What's the matter with you? Comparing me to Mr. Furley. Uh, Drehan, GWO squashes the cult of Cornette. Easy. I don't know. They they got a few hundred thousand uh, YouTube subscribers on, on, on us here, so we got some catching up to do there. Darth Panic, who gets called up to the main roster after WrestleMania? I think Braun Breaker is losing the NXT Championship. It's stand and deliver, and I think he's going to get called up. I don't know if it would be on Raw that Monday, but I think he'll be called up not long after that. And I think Grayson Waller is going to get a call up also. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Love lie. As the hog commissioner. Do you know if your champion acknowledges the tribal chief? Our champion does not acknowledge the tribal chief. Uh, Our champion actually was acknowledged by some fans in the crowd on Friday who held up a sign saying, I acknowledge Fatu. And he pointed to their sign and he put his finger up in the air. And everybody in the crowd put their finger up to acknowledge the tribal chief of House of Glory, which is one Jacob Fatu. I said on the podcast, I said, man, you know, I'm glad we, we've got fought too. I love the fact that he's our champion. He's a tremendous performer, and I hope we have him for a very long time. Uh, and MLW is very lucky to have him as well. But man, the idea of him coming into WWE, when the time comes, if let's say the Usos and, and Solo and all of them have just had it with Roman shit, and they kick him out of the group, and they replace him with Jacob Fatu becomes almost like the new tribal chief, right? Not that he's going to copy everything Roman does, but Roman goes away for a while, right? After this run that he's had, he's going to take he's going to take a few months off, and Jacob Fatu kind of takes his place. I think that would be fantastic. Uh, Joseph Brooks with the 999. As bad as WWE's ECW was, do you think it had a few good things? It helped make new stars like Lashley, Punk, Morrison, and future world champions like Christian, Matt Hardy, and Mark Henry. I think a lot of those guys would have would have done fine regardless of whether or not there was a, an ECW. I just wasn't a, I wasn't a fan of the brand. You know? I was never I was never into the WWE version of ECW. You know, I watched it for a while. I still remember that hardcore match Ric Flair had with Big Show, where he landed on the thumbtacks. Um, so I, yeah, I've got some memories of of the brand, but yeah, I mean, I was. I'm not saying it was all terrible. It was just not something that I was always paying attention to. It gave a platform to some of those guys. I guess in a way, it was almost like, in a, in a way, uh, kind of like. A version of NXT. Think of the black and gold NXT when they had all those uh, indie guys on the roster going out there and having those those great matches. It's kind of like an early version of of that NXT in a way. But I don't know. I was never I was never really. Cameron Spencer with the four ninety nine. I'm a huge Retribution fan. Bringing it back would help Yim, Dijak, and Ali get back on their feet. WWE has a lot of stables. Are you down for that? Am I down for a retribution reunion? No. No, I don't think it's I don't think that's a good idea at all. Sorry, I just don't. I just don't. Dijak just finally got away from the T-bar shit. <laughs> you wanna you wanna bring back the stain of retribution upon this man? Why would you why would you do that to him? He's trying to carve out his own notch 
for himself in NXT finally. You're going to bring him back to Retribution? God of Seduction, Buyer Sale, Naked Midian, or Big Dick Johnson? I'm going to give you the correct answer, which is a sell on both. They can beat the hell out of each other for all I care. Devin from NJ, buy or sell, going moose hunting with Brock or playing basketball with the Elite? I would would probably go moose hunting with Brock. I feel like we would get along. I feel like we would get along. He gets along with Heyman. I feel like he would get along with me. Shawnee and the Wrestling. If WCW ahead, uh, if WCW had won the war, what W did? What? Wait, wait. <laughs> this is uh, I got. I got to translate this. If WCW ahead won the war, what WWE uh, arenas would they have in their 2K games? As WWE has Halloween Havoc '97 or. Startcade 95 or Nitro. This sounds like an autocorrect nightmare. So I think what he's saying is if WCW had won the war, what arenas would they have of WWE in their video game? Uh, probably some of the WrestleMania ones, I would imagine. I think it'd be cool to have the Royal Rumble 2000 one with the taxi cab above the small entrance. That would be cool. I don't know. Also says, I love Legends of Wrestling. Did you like the show? If so, what were your favorite episodes? Mike Graham and Hayes were interesting to say the least. You talking about the old 24-7 WWE Legends of Wrestling roundtables? I watched all of those. I thought they were great. They had Flair on there. They had Foley on there. Um, I don't remember all of the episodes, but I, I enjoyed all of them. Dusty was on there. there the, the one with, I think Dusty was on a bunch of them. There was one with Dusty, though, and I don't remember exactly. Oh, God, he told a really funny story on one of them. And uh, I don't remember what it was about. But, yeah, I enjoyed all of them. I, I hope that they're in the archives on the network now. Because this was before the WWE Network. This was like pre-WWE Network. They had their 24-7 subscription on-demand service. That's where that show is from. Uh, The Rock versus Sting with the 999. You see Dominic being a future world champion with this current heel persona, or is it too early to tell? Do I see Dominic as a world champion? Like, no. In the next, like, five years, no. No, he's... I mean, that's way, 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 way off. No. No, I don't see with this heel persona right now, Dominic being a world champ. But I see him being a, a U.S. champ or an intercontinental champ. That's more realistic, and even that's not for a while. World champion, though, no. I don't I don't see that. Uh, Dr. Dakota Scorpio, spell it that way on purpose, but yes, LOL. I've already forgotten what the first Super Chat was, but I'll have to go back when we're done here and, and see what it... What it was that you were referring to. Uh, Arabian Night 2000. Add to my point earlier, Jay White would go over on Bobby, similar to Cody over Rollins last year at WrestleMania. I think it would be a very good competitive match. It could be. But that was different, though, because Rollins was the heel. 
And when Cody came out, people already kind of suspected he might be coming, and there was this big anticipation for it. And when the music hit, he got the full AEW entrance. People went nuts for it. And he was a babyface. This would be a very different dynamic. I mean, Jay White, <clears throat> I don't see him debuting as a babyface. I think debuting him as a babyface would be a mistake. He should be a heel. I just don't think it works as well as the whole Cody and Seth thing from last year. Uh, Wink the Cosmic Grandma with the 499 Super Chat. Are we really uh, eight likes away from 600? That's great. You guys blasted through the gold tonight. So let's let's get to 600 likes. Wink says, Undertaker was on a podcast and said Vince McMahon wanted him to end the streak to Kozlov and had to talk him out of it. Could you even? Shaking my head. Undertaker did a 45-minute sit-down interview with Ariel Helwani that was very good. And yes, he did mention that. Uh, Ariel said, "Were there was there ever any consideration to other people breaking the streak over the years? Did they ever come close? And Undertaker said, yeah, Vince McMahon wanted Kozlov, Vladimir Kozlov, to beat the Undertaker streak at WrestleMania. Thankfully, they dodged that bullet. Matthew Rice, with everyone giving their congrats, it would not feel right if I didn't do the same. Congrats on achieving 800 episodes. I look forward to the next 800 that you do. I feel like Roman Reigns here, right? Like we've hit 800 days. And uh, soon we'll be 1,000 days as the champion. Before you know it, it's going to be 1,000 episodes of the Sound Off. Then, then we're going to have to do something special for that. Mario DeRose, WrestleMania Grand Spectacle theme or the 90s WrestleMania song, Buy or Sell. I love that 90s song. So cheesy, but I love it. If uh, the Grand Spectacle song you're talking about is the one from the late 80s, though, I have to go with that one. God of Seduction, what is TNA? Says Flair, years before he joined. Yeah. And they flash money in his face, and he was more than happy to carry the flag for TNA. Uh, Devin from NJ, hashtag Top Solomonster. Top Rope. Top Rope Solomonster. Thunder Force 2000, what is your favorite finish to a Bret Hart match where he did not use the sharpshooter? Oh my goodness. Well, he used the Lamahi Straw Cradle on the Bulldog at the uh, In Your House in, in uh, uh, Hershey in 95. Um, so that was, that was cool. I always liked the victory roll finish with Bam Bam at the King of the Ring in 93. That was before I ever knew the story about him farting on Bam Bam's face on that finish. It's just... I'll never be able to forget about that now whenever I watch that match back. Apparently it was really bad, too. Um, yeah, Brett, Brett was great because th- there were a lot of matches where he won without his... Uh, actually, every match at the King of the Ring uh, tournament that he uh, won that he won in 93, he didn't win with a sharpshooter at any of those matches. Uh, but the victory roll finish is probably my favorite. Uh, yeah, probably probably my favorite. And actually, my favorite sharpshooter finish is the one from uh, the first Mr. Perfect match in 91 in Madison Square Garden. 
And God of Seduction with the two bucks, Boogeyman and Bray Tag Team. Bugs all over the mat. Yeah, just what we need. The Boogeyman and Bray Wyatt is a tag team. That is that is exactly what we do not need. Can you even imagine that? Bray Wyatt and Boogeyman is a tag. We already had Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy as a tag team. For a while there. They were over too. They were over. So I think that is, uh, I finally got through all of your messages, which it was crazy. That was a crazy whirlwind of Super Chats here. I'm very impressed by your persistence tonight. So many questions and some good questions in there too. Thank you for all of the support, by the way, and all of our new channel members. We we have brought in uh, well over 20 new channel members tonight, so that's great. Uh, Weird Animal Hates You with a $5 super chat. Bray makes me feel like I'm too old to watch wrestling. I never liked it. Fiend reminds me too much of Doink in ECW. Oh, was that Matt Bourne's uh, Born Again gimmick that he did, where it was like he had like half the Doink paint on his face? Anyway, let's see those, uh, for all of our channel members, let's see those B2B emojis. We got the Be the Booker emojis because it is time. You guys smashed the gold tonight, and so it is... My gift to you, it is the gift of Be the Booker. Ladies and gentlemen, it is <laughs> looks now like my head is on Walter's body. Look at this. Booker. I've never looked better. I've never looked better. I am the ring general. Look at this. The timing of that was just impeccable. My head was on Walter's body. His newly, uh, look at this, his newly lean, chiseled body. I've never looked in better shape in all my life. The Ring General Solo. There you go. I am ripped. All right, so let's uh, kick things off here with the men's... Be the... (laughs) Solo Gunther Super Chat coming soon. The Solo Gunther? The Solo Gunther. That's not bad. That's not bad. All right, let's see. We begin here with... Kurt Angle. One of the goats. Kurt Angle, the man. This is Kurt Angle. This looks like 2003. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say 2003. Kurt. He was beat up, but man, Kurt from 0203 was a machine. Absolute machine. Kurt Angle gonna be going one on one with, well, we're, we were just talking about him earlier. The Demon Finn Balor. The Demon. I was just talking about the demon. Then he appeared on my screen. Funny how that works. Kurt Angle and Finn Balor would have been a hell of a match. Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio had a great match at SummerSlam back in 02. I would say one of the best SummerSlam matches of all time. I think uh, Angle and Finn Balor could have one too. Absolutely. That would be a uh, great one. So we're off to the races here. I like it. Kurt Angle wins that match, by the way. But it's a it's a close match, but Kurt, gotta give Kurt the win. So on the ladies' side, we begin with the lovely former Divas champion Maurice. Mrs. Miz. This is a very lucky man. 
Maurice, we go one on one with Nikki Ash. A S H. I call her Nikki Ash, not Nikki Ass. Nikki Ash. Although the gimmick was ass. That is a uh, that is a fail. Let's uh, load up the tag teams. Here we go. Let's get let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of that one. Go to the tag teams. So we're uh, one for one. Let's uh, go for the tiebreaker here. And we begin with oh here it is. This is what I grew up on right here. This is what I grew up on right here. Hulk Hogan and the Macho Man Randy Savage with the lovely Miss Elizabeth in between them. The Mega Powers who shockingly never had a tag team title run. I mean, if it was today's wrestling, they would be, yeah, they would have been tag champs at least two or three times. But uh, no tag team title run for Hogan and Savage. But this is what I grew up on right here. This this was this was my jam. It's the Mega Powers, man. One of the best. That breakup angle in 89 is still one of the all-time great angles this company ever did. Mega Powers. Going to be taking on... The Iconics. I said, the Iconics. And my buzzer is broken. <laughs> I think my bu- my buzzer stopped working. What happened? <laughs> there we go. I gave myself the buzzer. I gave myself the buzzer for the botch. What happened? My buzzer broke. I think my buzzer was so repulsed by the match, it just it froze. It didn't know what to do. It was paralyzed. <laughs> so I gave myself the buzzer. The Iconics and the Mega Powers. What a putrid match that would be. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I think the, bu- the buzzer said that don't work for me, brother, and it just decided to not do its job. I don't know what happened there. Iconic so bad the buzzer broke. I think that's what happened. One out of three. I wish we could have done better. We had over 600 likes tonight, too. We only went one for three. But that's how it goes sometimes, you know? That's how it goes. I think what might happen is I'm going to have to take a page out of WWE. And uh, I'm going to be taking the match results from Be The Booker. And we're going to have Ernst & Young have them under lock and key for months so people can bet they can gamble on who they think is going to win so you can bet on the match results you'll be in a vault somewhere for about six months uh visa sock with the dollar 99 any smackdown thoughts thanks for all that you do uh yeah i had smackdown thoughts on episode 799 so instead of me trying to remember everything that happened on smackdown i would say uh, if you want the SmackDown recap, check that out. Sound off uh, seven ninety nine. We talked. I talked about the Bloodline stuff. I talked about that awful Charlotte Shotzi match. I don't know what the hell happened there, and uh, some of the other stuff on the show. So go check out seven ninety nine. Thank you, uh, Visa Sock. 
uh, Bearwolf says you could do SGWO shirts. Eh. Be the Sala Monster GWO. Yeah, but I, I still think it might have to look different. I, I don't think they're doing the parody shirts anymore. So, like I said, it might it might have to be more of an original, an original design. <clears throat> uh, Arabian Night 2000. Buy, rent, or sell on these three megastar matches. Punk against Austin. Rock against Michaels. And Cena against Okada. Oh, God. Cena against Okada? That's, that sounds better on paper than it actually would be an execution. Um, Austin Punk, Rock and Michaels, Cena Okada. I would go buy, buy, rent, sell in that order. Tyler, Bobby against AJ Styles if AJ is healed by WrestleMania. Yeah, forgot about AJ. AJ was going to be very touch and go for WrestleMania. I have not heard any updates on his status. But if he were ready to go, if he was cleared, if Bobby ends up having no opponent, I could see that as a way to get AJ on the card. Tyler says, LA Knight against Stone Cold. You think it is happening? I, I think that the idea was pitched. And I think there's a chance that it could happen. I don't know if it would actually end up being a full-blown match. It could end up being more of a segment where L.A. Knight comes out and says, I told you I would be, it's L.A., I told you I'd be at WrestleMania. Anybody wants to come out, last breaks, out comes Austin. They have kind of a quick brawl, right? Austin beats him up, kick wham stunner, there you go. Doesn't even have to be anything formal. They don't even have to ring the bell. So yeah, I think there's a I think there's a better than decent chance that Austin will do something with him on that show, whether it's an actual match or not. He, I mean, he's certainly in shape for it. If you've been following him on Instagram, he he's certainly ready. He could certainly do that. He could do that segment if he wanted to. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's in his head because again, if he was pitched matches with Brock and Roman, you know, I mean, supposedly the money he was pitched for the Brock match turned him off from from even considering it it came back to him later on with a pitch for roman i guess paying him more money and he still turned it down or or he never got back to them i think so he wasn't interested in a big money match with brock or a big money match with roman i mean does he want to do anything on the show because i'm sure he ain't going to get paid the same for working a an angle with la Knight. maybe he just wants to show up and have fun and hit a stunner and go home i don't know i don't know what's in his head Maybe he doesn't want the pressure of a big match. That's a big spot to put somebody in who's not full-time anymore, who's almost 60 years old. He was in there with a Brock Lesnar or a Roman Reigns. You know, something like an L.A. Knight, no pressure, you know. You go out there, you beat the guy up for a little bit, maybe take a bump. Would a Cody against Jay White program be plausible after Mania? No. Not if, not if Cody wins the title, no. No, you gotta you gotta build up Jay White. People, the WWE audience for the most part is not going to know who Jay White is. So you've got to build him up for a while and then see if he gets over enough to ever be at that level. If Cody wins the championship at WrestleMania, you're not going to bring in Jay White, and he's going to be challenging for the undisputed uh, title. Or 
even if they split the titles, you know, is he going to be wrestling for the WWE title in, in April and May? No. Come on. Come on. Get real. That's not going to happen. Uh, Devil's Rising. Styles against Omega, against Nakamura, against Okada would be fire. Yes, it would. It would have been more fire six or seven years ago, but I think it would still be an excellent match. I still remember just being so disappointed. So disappointed about the uh, Styles and Nakamura match at WrestleMania 34. I was there for that match. And it wasn't bad. It just was, it was a, it was a letdown. Uh, Austin Tucker in the chat wants to know, was John Cena really that bad as people say he was? You mean in the ring? No, I mean, he, he had a lot of great matches. I definitely think he gets more flack than he should. He was not Ric Flair. He was not Shawn Michaels. He was not Bret Hart. He was not Kurt Angle in the ring, but he went in there and he had great matches with, CM Punk, he had great matches with Umaga, he had some great matches with Randy Orton, he had great matches with Shawn Michaels, he had some pretty good matches there with Triple H. You know, you can you can look at a lot of different matches. The SummerSlam match with Daniel Bryan, uh, the Extreme Rules match after Brock came back with Brock Lesnar in 2012. I mean, there's, and there's a lot more I'm, I'm sure I'm not even uh, remembering. Edge, right? The TLC match with Edge. So Cena gets a lot of flack for not being a good wrestler, but his body of work speaks for itself. The whole series of matches with AJ Styles. All three of those matches. But especially that SummerSlam match in Brooklyn was tremendous. One of the, one of the best SummerSlam matches in history. Bron Bron, L.A. Knight reminds me of Mr. Kennedy. He's kind of got that cadence, I guess, in how he does his promos. I could see that. Hopefully he doesn't end up like Mr. Kennedy. Way too loud calling spots. Well, that, that, is, that is one of the big black marks on him. His spot calling in that tag match he had in December was as bad as I have ever seen it. So I'm kind of dreading what that's going to sound like when he gets in there with Austin Theory, especially if Cena's going to be the one leading the match, it could be it could be very bad. His spot calling is is atrocious. Absolutely awful. But that doesn't make him a bad wrestler. Yeah, oh well, yeah, of course, the the US title open challenge as well. I mean, there was a fantastic match he had with uh Cesaro as part of that open challenge. I forgot all about the open challenge. I mean, that was we see open challenges way too much now in wrestling. There's just too many of them. It's almost to the point of just laziness. But the U.S. title open challenge that Cena did back in 2015 was uh, was a lot of fun. It really was. It was very good. Speaking of open challenges, you know, Wesley, <clears throat> excuse me, Wesley is doing an open challenge gimmick in NXT right now for the North American Championship. The idea that I floated on the podcast on Sunday was, Dragon Lee is is in NXT now. We saw him on TV on Tuesday. I think the way you debut him in the ring at Stand and Deliver is by answering the open challenge of Wes Lee. You open the show with that. You open the show with Wes Lee and Dragon Lee for the North American title. Like, boom, there it is. That's that's how you open the show. You want to open the show in a takeover-esque way, that's how you do it. 
You want to establish Dragon Lee as somebody on day one? That's how you do it. And you have him win the North American title from Wesley. Sam Dankman Weed, is Kenny Omega big enough to keep his name in WWE? Also, is Chelsea Green the only female on the Raw roster that wrestles under her real name? Well, let's see. Uh, Alexa Bliss is not her real name. Bianca Belair is a takeoff, I think, of her name, but not her real name. Candice LeRae is not her real name. Piper Niven is not her real name. Asuka is not her real name. Uh, I don't think. Who else? Who am I missing? Becky Lynch, right? Beck. Well, no, Becky. Well, no, that's not her. What am I? What am I talking about? That's not her real name. Trish Stratus is not her real name. Lita is not her real name. Bailey is not her real name. Yeah, she might be. She might be the only one. Uh, as far as Omega, you would be insane to change the name. AJ Styles was still AJ Styles when he came in. If Kenny Omega comes in, he will be Kenny Omega. Anything else would be absolutely ridiculous. So, yes, he would be Kenny Omega. 100% he would be Kenny Omega. Candice LeRae is her real name. Well, technically, she would be Candice Gargano. Let's be, uh, let's, let's be technical about it. But Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, yeah, but they're on SmackDown. <laughs> Kenny, oh boy. Kenny Beta. So he's going to go from, uh, or Kenny Alpha, right? Kenny Alpha. Got to put their little spin on it somehow, right? Omega becomes Alpha. Uh, the Rock versus Sting drop at a four ninety nine super chat. You see Solo Sokoa getting an intercontinental title run sometime this year. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Richie Rich with the four ninety nine. Are there any wrestling reunions you wanted to see happen, but due to outside circumstances, it could not happen? Uh reunion. Well, I want a hurt business reunion. Haven't gotten that yet. Hopefully we see a S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion one day, just for old time's sake, but that's probably not happening for a very long time. <laughs> Winston Smith. Winston Smith says, oh my God. Ken O-apostrophe-mega. So he's Irish now? Ken Omega? That's like me calling him Rick O'Shea. Yeah, if Jay White comes in, he may not be Jay White anymore. But even if he is Jay White, I don't think he will be Switchblade. He will not be Switchblade Jay White. He might be uh, Kendo Stick Jay White, but he will not be Switchblade Jay White. I see. Steve Steve just set me straight. He said, uh, Ken Omega is uh, Rick O'Shea's second cousin. I see. Second cousin removed, I think. See, that now, now the family tree makes sense. Drew, thank you. Appreciate that. All right, so this has been fun. Wow, we're we're two hours and twenty minutes into this. We we almost have our own raw length stream here. Hopefully, my show was more entertaining than the WWE show tonight. But thank you for all of the super chat. You guys brought it tonight, man. I don't know what I did to deserve that, but man, you guys killed it tonight. All of our new channel members, welcome, welcome. Sam just dropped two bucks and says, Saul O-Monster. I think uh, think my name works better than that. 
Thank you to all of our new GWO members. You guys rock. Remember, memberships are always open. And so uh, you can become part of our our Green World Order. G-W-O. That's right. There it is. There's uh, Minoru Suzuki on my screen. I will be live with you again Wednesday night. We're going to come back here and do it all over again. So bring your super chats, bring your emojis, bring your questions. Uh, we got Dynamite on Wednesday, SmackDown on Friday. We will be doing a SmackDown stream this Friday since I will be here. And, of course, uh, episode 799 is up right now. We covered a ton of stuff on 799. What, what you see clipped and put on the YouTube channel is just a fraction of what I talk about on the podcast. Plus, there's an NXT review, a Ring of Honor review, mailbag questions, a lot of good, lot of good stuff. So check it out, stream it, download it if you missed it. And this Sunday, episode 800 of The Sound Off that began in 2007. We have finally hit our 800th episode, and I am uh, so, so happy that you can be here to join me for that. So be well, stay safe, and I will see you guys back here live for the Wednesday night stream. I'll see you Wednesday. Take care, guys. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.